The Nuts and Bolts of Writing, Season Two, a podcast where we talk about literature, the ins and outs of writing, and how to actually start writing. Hi, everyone. Today we have a guest, Tejaswini Rajchaudhuri, who was one of our contributors to issue three of our literary zine, *The Unconventional Courier*. She submitted the thought-provoking short story *Where Does the River Go*, which is linked below. Tejaswini is a writer, poet, and artist from West Bengal, India. Her fiction and poetry have been nominated for the Pushcart Prize 2013. Her work has been, or is scheduled to be, widely published, such as in Drake Magazine, Muse India, Paddler Press, Amity, Hawakal 2022, The Unconventional Courier, Wafeena, Taco Bell Quarterly, Kitab, and more. She is also the founder of the Huli Review. Tejaswini is also a lawyer and can be found tweeting at Tejaswini RC on Twitter. Hi, Tejaswini. Thank you for coming on. How are you? Hi, Emilda. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being our first,、um, you know, the unconventional courier guest. You know, you are the first writer who is from our zine that we are interviewing on this podcast. So it is very exciting. That's exciting for me too. I did not know this. <laughs> <laughs> so, first question. What were you inspired by when you wrote your story for the unconventional courier? Where does the river go? Well,、um, thing is,、uh, when I wrote the story, I saw this submission call from this magazine, Puerto del Sol, right? And they had a special feature issue,、uh, and it was titled "Water." Like、uh, the theme had to be water, and.、Uh, I think、uh, in the story I used this、uh, sort of. I think、uh, I don't remember exactly what I wrote, but I used this、um, idea that、uh, life is like a river, and you have to let it flow like the river. And this is something which I believe in. So while that theme did prompt me to start thinking about a story on the theme of water and the you know the flow of life, the way I see it. Uh, I wrote that story, and、uh, while it got rejected there, and you know, when a story does get rejected, you get to like it got rejected after eight months, right? <laughs> so after eight months, when I looked at the story again, I was like, okay, I can I can make a few more edits here, and so I did that, and、uh, I sent it to two magazines actually, but you guys responded within twelve hours, and I was like, okay, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> So yeah, and I think it's also driven by the idea of fate in general, because、uh, not just not just the flow of life,、uh, like water, like a river. I mean, also the idea of fate, because I think I've come to believe in this. Like you know, I used to be very skeptical about a lot of things, but、uh, as life goes by, I think you kind of ease up to the idea that. You know what? I, I don't need to be so skeptical about every <laughs> single thing, and I think I've come to believe in fate in a way that、uh, it's okay, it's fine. You know, and I think、uh, fate is, which is why、uh, it's one of the driving forces in the story. Like,、uh, as far as I would look at it, 
Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, what happens at the end of the story, no one really expected it. But in a way, it had to happen, didn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. So number two, what books and themes inspired you the most as a writer? You know, this is such a wide question, if I'm being honest. Like, even when you were, asked, were asking me over email, I told you that, you know, it's very difficult to pick something out. Because, um, okay, first things first, I think the first uh, book which I read, which led me to believe that, you know, one day I can write and one day I will write, is when I read uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone for the first time. When I read that, I was like, you know what? I, I think I was uh, some nine or 10 years old back then. <laughs> and <laughs> so I thought that, you know, I can write something. Like from the very first page, I, I thought I can, you know, write someday. But uh, the idea of stories has always, like, you know, my mom got me into stories. And uh, even like uh, the other day, I had posted an interview, author interview with my mom, where I was requested to do that. So even then, like I was just recalling uh, in that interview, the way my mom just got me into like, it was, you know, never about literature or culture or all those things. It's just stories were a way of life. Like uh, I, I'm refusing to eat. Okay, so if I keep telling, if I keep narrating uh, the other days, uh, you know, Roadrunner show or Tom and Jerry show, like the episode that I saw, if I narrate that, then I'll focus on narrating instead of eating and I'll also eat. <laughs> right. <laughs> so my mom just got me into stories in that manner. And if I had to pinpoint my love for stories, I think the focal point would be her because I don't think I can really pinpoint anything else. But growing up, I was influenced by a lot of writers, a lot of writers. Uh, for instance, I think one of the first uh, poems that, um, you know, when I first read this poem, I think I was in, uh, here we, in our educational system, we call it class seven, uh, the seventh standard. So I think I was about 12 years old back then. So there was this poem by Robert Frost, right? Uh, and um, Oh gosh, right now I'm forgetting the name of the poem, but it was, uh, right, the, sorry, the road not taken. I got it, the road not taken. And that was uh, the first poem that influenced me as a person. And the reason I'm going into this, and I've, I've read a bunch of poems like that, like the Inchcape Rock by Robert Saldi, I believe. And then there were a few, um, you know, stories and novels which we had to read back in school. And they were by, you know, uh, for instance, Rabindranath Tagore or Abhinandranath Tagore. And then uh, there were uh, Sarachandra Chattopadhyay. Like, you know, I'm talking about the regional Bengali uh, writers as well. So, uh, yeah, a lot of writers did influence me as a person growing up. And I think that's important because when we write, I think what I do, I, I cannot speak for other writers, but what I do is I pour myself into the writing. So everything I have ever read has stayed with me. And yeah, and I think some of the more impactful stories that had, um, you know, led me to directly uh, be like, you know, I'm, I'm going to maybe go there. Like, for example, I think I told you the other day, there's a story called Love Across the Salt Desert by Kiki and Daruwala. And this story, the, like, it's one of my favorite short stories, right? 
because it's about love like you know love transcends all boundaries and i really believe in love like not just romantic love i believe in all kinds of love so um and when i read that story i it's set in the run of kutch and so uh, in india pakistan border area so um when i read that story i really wanted to visit the run of kutch like i did not think about stories or anything i i wanted to visit there and when i did visit there uh, and the stuff that i heard from the local people there about you know the how the how the moon shines on the salt desert and everything that gave birth to a story so um yeah i think we are influenced by everything we read whether it's a newspaper article or whether it's a poem or a novel or anything like that uh, or i also talked about uh, my novel with you uh, that's the book of fate one of my favorite novels the book of fate by parinosh saini and it was translated to like it's uh, uh, it's iranian it's an iranian novel and it's actually quite like um, it talks about the history of iran you know the uh, the transition period uh, mm-hmm. which led to the islamic revolution yes right? so yeah so i i while i also learned a lot from that novel like things you don't know right from a very personal perspective and also uh, well it's called the book of fate and uh, my story like i i think i am driven by fate in a lot of things that i write not just the story i wrote for you guys i have done this in other stories as well so uh, yeah i mean you get influenced by everything even if even if it's a tweet i mean one of my short stories was actually influenced by a picture that i saw on twitter it was of a jacaranda and the tree so i i saw that picture and i thought okay <laughs> a story came out of it so yeah you yeah, i think you let everything around you influence you as a writer you're always writing as if it's a 24/7 job Yes, I agree. I think, you know, a lot of things can influence me too. And I think, you know, writer, like being a writer just means kind of delving into your thoughtscape, which, you know, was influenced by yeah. all your experiences and the people around you and all the other stuff you've read. So that makes a lot of sense and, you know, I feel the same way as well. Number 3. You're a lawyer and I am too. Has your legal practice and studies influenced your approach to writing? If so, how? well in a way it did not in a way uh, i think studying law influenced me as a person and that influenced my writing in turn because here's the thing like growing up uh, and you know i did not i never really planned on studying law i wanted to study geography and i was this i wanted to be a traveler and somehow i thought that you know if i study geography i could travel around the world <laughs> it was a misplaced thought but <laughs> i thought that for a very long time and so uh so it did not work out the geography line did not work out and uh, my mom actually pushed me into studying law so i like, go and study law <laughs> and so <laughs> i thought okay fine I'll, i'll study law then and i think the reason she said it and she later told me that there's a reason i asked you to study law is that um, you know in my home like it's just me uh, my mom and my dad so thing is my uh, my mom and dad they fight a lot right and growing up they were always fighting so i think uh, from the time that i can remember what i was always doing is you know what enough is enough you to sit down you tell me what's wrong you tell me what's wrong let's sort this out once and for all so you were mediating and you know i yeah so i i was doing this always and no one taught me how to do this i was always doing this and my mom decided at some point that you know what it's best if you just go into law because i think you would 
you might not have ended up finally solving our marital problems, but you will be able to help other people. And so uh, I think, well, my mom influenced me to write stories. She influenced me to go into law. So she really has a lot of influence on me there. But uh, yeah, I mean, when I started studying law, I think initially I don't, I didn't really get it, get the subjects because I remember I struggled with contract law. It was there in the first year. Family law was fine with me, but contract law was really like, so I, I went with the flow for a long time because that was a time when I was not writing. I, I wrote till my school years and then uh, law school, five we had five years of law school and then two more years of master's degree. So during that time, I did not uh, dive into the creative process at all. Instead, I think I just uh, let myself evolve as a person, which at the time I didn't know what I was doing, but it eventually helped me, right? So I think I understood the importance of uh, fairness just in life. And I'm not talking about equality, you know, I'm talking about fairness because equality is certainly one aspect, which is, I think the world focuses on it a lot, you know, equality, like everyone should be equal for the, like they talk about everyone should be equal, but when we lawyers talk about it, I think we talk about equality before the eyes of law. We, we talk about it a little differently, I think. Anyone who has studied law will do that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I think a lot about, uh, you know, um, second chances and redemption. Like, this is not the end. Like, I think we live currently uh, because the, you know, the political, sociopolitical atmosphere also affects us. So I think we are living in an increase, and I don't, mean this to offend anyone obviously but also I feel like we are living in a very unforgiving time where we just don't want to forgive anything right a little the littlest of the mistake can just set people off and it's like this is it this is over and I think about it a lot because this this is not how I perceived the world when I studied law like this is not why I studied law Right, because it cannot, like, we are human beings, we are going to make mistakes, we are going to be great, flawed characters, and our story, in our stories, our characters are going to be great characters, you better not hope for purely black and white characters, because that's just boring, right, <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like, redemption arc is a good character arc. And uh, if I think about the way uh, law has influenced my writing, like I first have to think about, like I said, the way it influenced me as a person. And so, yeah, I, I think about a lot of things. For example, another thing that really bugs me is uh, right now, you know, there's a lot of, let's just call it media investigation or whatever you want to call it, media, the way media operates. So um, a lot of the times what we see around us is that there is no audio ultra important. And you know what I'm talking about, like, excuse me, here the other side, doesn't matter what the statistics are saying or what you think it should be or what you have assumed it to be. Learn to hear the other side, learn to, you know, process it. And if, and maybe just, you know what, you might be wrong. Learn to uh, believe that, you know what, I accept that I was wrong about this. I made the judgment call too fast, too soon. I, I, I 
came to a conclusion too soon. So yeah, these things do influence my writing because at the end of the day, these are the things I believe in. Like I believe in conflict resolution. I believe in, um, you know, peering out the other side. I believe in that compassion. Basic, like I think these things are not just led by principles of law, but also compassion in general. And I try to bring that level of compassion in my writing where let's say I can, like not every plot, like if like if I'm writing a really, really short, like flash fiction or something, and maybe the plot doesn't call for it. But uh, I think when the plot does call for it, I, I try to, not consciously, I like I don't even do it consciously. I think it's just a part of me that reflects in the writing. And to answer your question, I think that's how law has influenced me as a writer. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yes, I, because writing a lot of the times is basically looking at human psychology, right? So this mm-hmm. is really important. And you know, I totally agree with you about the whole fairness thing, especially on social media. I think a lot mm-hmm. of the times people are trapped in their own echo chambers. You know, people with specific yeah. political views—they do not want to hear what the other side says, and they only follow or like posts by people who have the exact same views. And if they come across Mm -hmm. anyone who has a slightly different view, sometimes there's a lot of arguments and, you know, a lot of drama. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The internet is, Twitter is the place you go if you want to, you know, have that drama in life. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay, fourth question. What kind of stories do you plan to write in the future? Will you be publishing any books? Well, uh, I do plan to write stories in the sense look I think uh, I want to venture into a lot of uh, sci-fi and horror like you know speculative fiction like if I'm talking about just uh, also like venturing into the commercial side of writing and not just literary fiction and I'm not like I'm not saying that I'm making a difference here because I do believe in character driven plots and I always focus on my characters more and I maybe like I need to learn a little more about plot development and I try to and I always bother my mom about it because she is been writing a lot more than me and I'm like you know tell me how do you focus on plots and everything but uh, primarily I do focus on my characters and I think uh, when I can you know fully I know who the character is in my mind then I can go somewhere with that character I can move forward with the plot and everything so um, even though I wish to sort of venture into this sci-fi and, you know, just basically speculative fiction as a whole, uh, while keeping the literary element of character-driven stories, um, yeah, that's that's the, like, I think for the next phase of my writing, if I, call, if I may call it, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the route I want to go. And as for novels, you know, I have a few ideas, but I am going back and forth on actually writing them at the moment because I think I need to mature a bit more as a writer. I don't think I'm there yet, you know, and uh, you can, uh, you know, um, there's a right time to tell a story and there's a wrong time to tell a story. You should know whether you're ready to tell the story that you're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. Right. So because you also wanted to justice to the story. That's so, very true. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I want to focus a lot more at the moment on short stories. Like, I, I think I have been keeping my stories traditionally under 2,500 words. And I would like to go into, you know, 5,000, 6,000, that bracket. So, 
yeah and write engaging stories and so yeah like i i don't think i'm working on any novels anytime soon but yeah, yeah i do have some ideas and yeah i i'll, I'll work on them <laughs> eventually i'll work on them yeah definitely novels are really hard to write you know i mostly focus on short stories too because they're easier to structure and you know also you don't have to have a continuous flow of inspiration oh. for one specific group of characters right for short stories you can always change the setting once you're done one story you can move on to another theme you want to explore before a novel mm -hmm. you have to be dedicated to a specific theme or oh, yes. set of characters and write you know thousands or tens of thousands of words about them. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, and you have to be prepared that, you know, I, I might lose the plot at any time. This like, you know, six months of work, one year of work might go down the drain. And then of course you send it like out to literary agents. Like you typically want to have a traditional publisher pick it up. Like you don't, I don't think that you would right away go down the self-publishing route, right? So you would try out that route. And I think, it's it's easier for us to you know you should you can't climb a mountain by just jumping on top of it right i mean you have to take the course and however long that takes i mean i have respect for people who have written a novel at 21 years old but i'm not that person <laughs> so i think it's important to just you know work at your own pace this is very important is your mom a novelist or i think she is right oh, from yeah. what you said yeah, yeah she is did she start with yeah, short she, stories or from the beginning was she starting with novels? She she started with short stories. Oh, and she told me that you should start with short stories. Like practice, practice, practice the art of telling a story. And then you can go to novels because you have to do justice to the novels. Because, uh, you know, yeah, because, you know, just the last day when I was, uh, I, I told you about the interview earlier, right? About me and my mom. Mm -hmm. So, she was telling me something about I, I don't think it made it to the interview but yeah no it did it did make it to the interview. sorry my bad <laughs> so she was talking about like I asked her he, you know when you write whether it's a short story or a longer story whatever whom are you writing it for like are you writing it to impress the editor or you're writing it to impress the you know jury committee of an award or whatever She's like, no, I'm writing it for the reader and anybody can be a reader. Like it can be an editor, it can be the, like the common reader, it can be any and just anyone. It can be a filmmaker, whoever it might be. So, and that's the thing, like you have to, at the end of the day, I think uh, like while I am getting my starts through literary magazines as well, obviously like with short stories, you do that. That's the first way to go through it. But at the same time, I do think that uh, oftentimes when I'm, you know, looking at the submit page of a uh, uh, literary magazine, subconsciously or very consciously, I'm thinking that, okay, I, in order to get in here, I have to impress the editor. And that's all I'm thinking about. And as a writer, I think that until now, like my mom actually got me into this thought process that you have to think about the readers at large, not just one person or a couple of people who might read. And uh, to be very honest, the, uh, the literary magazines do essentially circle around the literary community. It does not reach the readers, you know, outside the community, so to speak. It generally does not. Like, if you have friends, friends and all who are also readers but are not writers, they will, they might read your work. But that's because uh, they know you. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they're reading it because they know you, and that's not really like organic readers. If you might. If you will. 
so uh, yeah i mean i think about that all the time like uh, just the way you improve as a writer and um, you know i think it's all about the emotions a character or a set of characters can elicit out of a person and the reason i'm saying this i was thinking about it earlier that um, you know last year back in 2022 in the month of may i had gone to uh, the theaters to watch top gun Maverick, right? And so when Top Gun the first one came out, I wasn't even born, but I watched it on TV and I liked it. And I thought, okay, the way that movie ended, what are they go- going to do in the second part? And Tom Cruise is old, like, what are they going to do? So I think I went out of sheer curiosity, if not anything else. And while, yeah, sure, like you can say that the plot had scientific flaws, like when you know, I if anyone has seen the movie, if you have seen the movie, when Tom Cruise's character like was going at a very high speed and he crashed like how did he survive that he shouldn't have survived that that's <laughs> scientific inaccuracy but you know uh, and it was a very simple plot as well but you know the characters were so relatable they were so real and i think that's the kind of stories that stay with us and even when we we watch a lot of you know commercial movies and well and for the people who love uh, franchise movies let's say like you know marvel movies or dc movies we all know that some of these things are not real some of these things will never happen you know some of these things are like okay come on like that was a plot flaw right there but it's the characters that stay with us i don't think uh, you know marvel cinematic universe would have been so huge if uh, robert downey junior tony stark did not stay with us i don't think that would have happened like because superhero movies have been made before but the way this franchise took off it's because of the i the fact that we could relate to those characters as fellow human beings and i think unless and until that is possible and the way to really create you know real characters is if whether you are developed as a person because i think that unless and until you yourself are you know in a position where you know okay fine i don't agree with you but i see your point of view okay i don't there's a difference of opinion but i understand your perspective i understand why you're angry or you know it's okay it's fine unless and until you have that flow within yourself and you are willing to understand the different people around you i don't think you can create well rounded characters not really because uh, in a in a story like maybe a short story will be based on one character but even then like even in a short story you are dealing with at least two or three characters right because unless and until the whole thing is completely completely internalized the narrative you are dealing with Oh, at least one or two more characters who are different from your main character and in a novel you are having like you know you have to create some well rounded characters and they better not be mirror images of each other because otherwise like <laughs> that doesn't happen in real life right like people are not the same so yeah i think our understanding of the human psychology helps a lot like you also mentioned this earlier and characters characters are the most important thing like you create memorable characters people you know what people will forget the flaws plot flaws for the moment and they will stay with the characters because that's what you want right mm-hmm. and even when we are watching these you know uh, on netflix or whatever like you know these series we st- it's the characters that stay with us we we remember the characters whether we are angry with the plot or whatever the plot the way the plot functions it's not the plot driven stories that touches it's the character driven stories 
I agree, definitely, especially for literary fiction. But even as you said, you know, for even, the commercial yeah. stuff like Marvel, especially, yeah. You mean the plots mm. are very complex, especially as the the movies progress. <laughs> There's so many of them, but then we don't really remember them. But we just think about the people we like, like Bucky or you know Steve mm. Rogers, uh, Spider Man, and we just think about their traits that are really endearing and remind us remind us of ourselves or people we know. Exactly, and I think that's like that's the part I want to you know go for as a writer and you also also like um, I think we always have to be evolving as people evolve as writers and that's just given not just in writing in, in writing I think in any field I think really mm-hmm. where you used have to use your mind a lot you have to use your head a lot like you know you evolve and mm-hmm. you are a lot more gentle with yourself and others and so yeah it, it, I think who you are as a person will influence your writing a lot because we essentially are like even when your character you know you even when I'm sorry even when we are making a lot of different characters we are the ones that are creating them and we are the ones that are giving them you know shades and dialogues and redemption arcs or other character arcs and whatever we're giving them a story we are essentially playing God uh, when we are writing (laughs) so unless and until we understand different human beings and their you know maybe different cultures the different way people live I don't think that's really possible. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yes. Thank you so much for coming onto our podcast. This was a <laughs> very enlightening discussion. And, you know, I can't wait to have you back on if you want to come back on. You know, we have so much more to Definitely. discuss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I would love that. I love to talk. <laughs> I love talking with you. It was amazing. This was amazing. Like, thank you for having me. And I can't wait for the podcast to go live. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you will later today i am posting this so you will be able to listen mm-hmm. to it very soon well thank you so much again guys listen to our next podcast our next author interview next week thank you so much <laughs>